Let's get into what you came for. We've got a whole lot of big new singles to review this week on The Music Meeting, so let's get Scott in on the Zoom call and get things started. This is The Tim Gavin Show, a holistic look at music and pop culture. I'm really excited to talk about all the stuff that we have going on here. There's just so much good music. And the first one that's on this glorious list is... is I said it like a couple weeks ago on Twitter that 2020 is basically a giant Mad Lib. This is a Mad Lib of artists. It is. The Pink Phantom by the Gorillaz featuring Elton John and Six Lack. It's actually pronounced Black. And this whole song is a Mad Lib, but it works. Yeah, somehow it works. You know, I didn't think I would see... Gorillas and Elton John together. I mean, it kind of makes sense because, I mean, you know, uh, both British, both, you know, kind of in the rock and alternative rock sphere because, you know, Gorillas, it's technically fronted by Damon Albarn from Blur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the two, they bounce well off each other musically. And Black sounds really good here. I, I actually really like the autotune music on his voice. I. <sighs> See, and that's where I struggle because I'm not a fan of autotune in general. That's fair. So that's where I struggle when you say that. But yeah, regardless, it, it's not a bad song at all. Yeah, I, I think it would have to be my favorite out of all the song machine tracks that Gorillaz have put right. out. Right. Yeah. And going to something that is a little less of a Mad Lib, we got Demi Lovato, Still Have Me, and it's it's all right. <laughs> I feel like we get a lot of that with most of Demi Lovato's stuff is, man, it's just uh, all right. I kind of feel that. And especially with like her last couple of singles, she's sounding more and more like Selena Gomez each day. And even so, like her gold stuff doesn't really have that much staying power. Like you don't hear it all that often. Yeah. And I mean, it on a technical level, it's good. She has a good voice. It's just... I think Demi Lovato just does too many ballads. Yeah. I think that's the problem. That That's probably it. I think I, I get that's kind of her sound and whatnot, but people are looking for something different from her and they're just not getting it. Exactly. Like, I wish she'd like make something a little more upbeat. And yet, you know, the ballads still continue. But this one, I think, is a little bit better. Marin Morris, better than we found it. Yeah, this is uh, it's along the same veins as like the Bones uh, that she released last year, I want to say. Uh, it, it's got that ballady feel to it, but also that still that country vibe that you get from Marin Morris while still, you know, trying to cross over into the pop side of things, too. And I feel like this will be one that just kind of like is accepted more in the pop sphere than in the country sphere, just because of the lyrics alone. Yeah, that's true. Even though it is the song that country music needs to hear. And yes. I feel like it's just calling out a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. But you know what? That That's their platform to speak their voice. We're given our platforms to speak our voice, whether it be radio, whether it be people being keyboard warriors and everything like that. That's fine. But heaven forbid a musician uh, speaks their voice through their platform. Unless they agree with you. Exactly. Or, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's the whole public persona type thing, and we deal with that in radio, too, where we, we speak our mind, and if it's not the exact same as the next guy, we're fake news. 
pretty much. Uh, we also yeah. have One Republic back with Wildlife. Yeah, and I really liked it. I kind of feel like they were listening to a lot of Bon Iver when they were writing this. I kind of got those vibes too. Yeah, just like just like the the vocal effects that were on there, the build up, and there was quite a build up to this. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. was. Yeah, and like it feels like a good early morning kind of song, you know, like you're just getting out of bed, you're going for a jog, just put on this song, just help to you know get get the muscles moving a little bit. And it's not your typical sound that you would get from One Republic either. I know they're changing things up and I really like this new direction that they're going in for sure. Yeah. And another band kind of switching up directions a lot. Blackfield, another song off their new album coming out soon. It's called under my skin. I'm really liking this new era for them. You know, it's, you have this laid back pop songwriting, but it has a more mainstream shine to it. So I think what this album is going to be, is going to be another great starting point for people who are curious. I do like the other one more though. And it might make them a little more um, palatable on mainstream radio. Exactly. Even though I'd say their earlier songs, they were very palatable, just like, again, a lot more ballady. Yeah. Yeah. But I actually found out that this song is actually getting some radio play. Oh, is it? Yes. Over in the UK on Virgin Radio. But yeah, still it's, it's getting some and you know, I think that's really cool. And then we have uh, Dream Thief featuring Numa with Fears. Yeah, this one, I actually just discovered this artist just browsing through Reddit one time. Uh, he posted like one of um, a track that he made trying to, you know, figure out if you should make more of it, getting a lot of positive uh, feedback from people. And I just started following him, just started like seeing what he would do and what other music that he would put out. And I saw that he put out this and I like I like the sound. It it kind of reminds me of Delirium a little bit. You ever you ever heard Delirium? Yes, I have. Yeah, with uh, Sarah McLaughlin, that silence song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of that, and I've been itching for more of that. Hold that thought for a sec. <coughs> oh, okay. I had to get that out. You okay? Yeah, yeah. You I, sure. I just can't shake this cough. I've had it for. It's not COVID. <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. I, I do it because I care. I, I just can't seem to shake it. It's just, it's not going away. I, I mean, I've had coughs like that before. Luckily, I, I'm not even sure luckily, but remember like right way back at the beginning of 2020 before in the before time? Yeah. Yeah, I, I had this really bad cold. It also was not COVID, but I had this cough that I could not shake until literally a week before the pandemic came into full swing. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm getting real tired of it. It's annoying to be constantly coughing. Yeah, got, drink some tea, man. It, it, it helps. Oh, yeah, for sure. Anyway, uh, new one also coming in from Rudimental with Anne-Marie called Come Over. You know, Rudimental, they've always been a group that's, you know, they haven't been, like, in my spotlight a lot. But every time that I have heard Rudimental, I really like what I hear from them. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, like, the one they did, um, the one that everybody knows is the one they did with Ed Sheeran, Lay It All On Me. 
Yeah, that's a, it's a decent song, but this one I think it's not as intense as Lay It On Me. It has kind of a lo-fi energy to this, but I feel like it's good cozy rainy day music. Especially because uh, this one, it's uh, called the UK Soul Edit. So it's yeah. more of the soul vibe to it. Yeah, and you know, the UK, they actually do soul music really well. Yeah, for sure. Like, there's a whole lot of really interesting music history for that. I'm, I'm going to have to talk about that one day because like, not a lot of people know just how much good soul music comes from England. Yeah, no kidding. It's, um, it's something that's often overlooked. Yeah, but once you explore it, it's just fantastic. And getting into the CanCon now, Sean Mendez, new song, Wonder. Even though it's not and... considered CanCon. Oh, right. It's... Dang it, Sean Mendez. <laughs> Why do our uh, artists leave? <laughs> I don't know. It's so much better up here than it is in the in the States. Oh, I blame his girlfriend. Uh anyway um yeah it's it's kind of got a different feel to it as well it's kind of got more of like a like an orchestral sound to it yeah and again kind of going back to talking about one republic there there's a build-up for this but it has a much bigger payoff yeah and is i mean you can't go wrong really with sean mendez and like the the vocal range really comes out in this song as well yeah, exactly. Like, even from the start, like, I'm not a huge fan of his earlier work, but, you know, it's decent. I've always I've always at least liked what he was doing. Right. But this, I think, is going to be a, a real change in direction for his sound. And I like what I hear. Early December, the new album comes out. So I guess we'll have to see um, how it sounds compared to the last couple as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you hear that Ariana Grande has a new album coming out this year? If 2020 can't get any worse, I don't know what it will. <laughs> uh, this is CanCon, though. Johnny Orlando, everybody wants you. Yeah, and like a lot of other CanCon, I feel like I've heard the same type of singing and other songs. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure what about this song does it. But <sighs> Because he's a young like kid who's trying to make it big in Canada. That's why. Well... There are other young guys trying to make it big in Canada that I don't mind, but I don't know. It's just this one does it doesn't do it for me. But it's it, it's that similar sound like that you get from, you know, any of the artists who did make it big, who were from Canada, who started off when they were young as well. Yeah, probably, probably. That's what it is with this one. That's what it is. Yeah. And now, time to introduce Scott to something that I like. <laughs> this was uh, an adventure for me. Yeah, it's Shock One with uh, his new single, Follow Me. And I, I, I mostly like it for the music. I feel like the message in it is a little too on the nose, but not. it doesn't sound condescending like every other technology bad, social media bad kind of song. Oh, yes. Yeah, I just I feel like it's just sarcastic. And you know what? You got to have that sarcasm in your life. That's why I'm around. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's one of many things that I just really enjoy about you, Scott. <laughs> and I don't know if that's sarc sarcasm or not there. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. Oh, ACDC is back, though. Yeah. And, you, you know, it's an ACDC song. Oh, it but sounds it sounds exactly like ACDC. <laughs> 
But again, I like that about them. I like the consistency there. But I will say that Shot in the Dark, it's better than anything off of Black Ice or Rock or Bust. Like, this is the best thing that we have heard from ACDC probably this century. I would say so. Um, I never... I did, but I also didn't understand the hype between the last... Or among the last album. Because it just wasn't fantastic. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Maybe... Maybe the band wasn't feeling it at the time, but, you know, you just feel this reinvigorated energy with them in this one. Like, yeah, we're getting the band back together. Everyone, you know, except Malcolm Young, but everyone else is on board. And this, it just feels exciting. And it actually kind of reminds me of Bon Scott era. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what I like about it the most. Like, it's because, like, it's it's kind of that kind of throwback. Yeah, it's like we're... It's, we're sounding like real, the really old days. Yeah, original ACDC. Yeah, but, you know, I li- I really like this new ACDC song, and it's actually got me excited for a new ACDC album. I haven't felt this excitement, this much excitement for them in a long time. For sure. Also, Julia Michaels with Lie Like This. I really like this one, too. I think this is this might be the danciest song that she's ever been on. Or ever made. I think so. I think so. It, it, it almost reminds me of Clean Bandit, but I think that's just because she was on, a, on one of their songs. But it's super uplifting. It's something you could sing along to as well. And you look at the Julia Michaels songs from before that she's been on. The top, the three that ring the bell the most, uh, most frequently in my head are Issues, uh, Coming Home, which she did with Keith Urban, and uh, the one she did with J.P. Sachs, If the World Was Ending. All of yeah. those, like, kind of ballady to mid-tempo, but nothing like this. Yeah, like, this is different, and it's a song that, I don't know, because Julia Michaels, she's she's had a few, like, minor hits, but not, like, something any, any earth-shattering, record-breaking hit would be. Mm-hmm. I feel like this deserves to be, though. I feel like, I don't know if it'll you know be a I mean? chart-topper. But I'm thinking probably, I don't know, top 20? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, I'm bumping this song a lot. I'm listening to it a lot. I just think it's good. And now we're getting into something completely different. <laughs> yeah. Snorlax. Also an adventure for me. Yeah. Infernal Development, first track off of their debut album. And again, this is just me just cruising through Reddit, found the heavy metal subreddit, found this. And with a band like Snorlax, like you would think it'd be something a little slower, a little doomier, but instead we just get some balls to the wall, black and death metal. Yeah, and I was as soon as it started playing, I was like, "What the hell?" I didn't expect that. Yeah, but you know, it it made me like just feel like that excitement that I get from listening to a band for the first time. And again, and this is their very first album. I'm gonna be watching their career with great interest. We also then, have, you know, uh, after such intensity, yeah. we got to dial it down a little bit. Yeah, the the uh, some more CanCon coming in. That's Ballady from Palfu, Stay Forever. I keep forgetting that he's Canadian. Not a huge deal. 
yeah. I mean, it's safe to say that... I, I think it's safe to say he's. this won't be his next big hit. No. No, like, he... I, and I want to say he got off lucky based on the trendy the trendiness behind uh coffee for your head exactly and i mean let's be real here uh bobby doobie or I, I, I still don't know the pronunciation yeah, that yeah but you know she she was the one who really made that song he was just there Nobody's listening for the whole song. They're just listening for the hook. Really, what made that song was, again, TikTok. Yeah. So, stay forever. It's Probably not, not going to stay forever. <laughs> uh, BB Rexa and Doja Cat teamed up for Baby I'm Jealous. This kind of reminds me a little bit of early 2000s Britney Spears, and I really like Doja Cat's feature on here. And, you know, I think there is some hit potential here. I think so, too, Um, uh, especially because of the amount of name recognition Doja Cat has gotten just this year from the, the, the two radio singles that she's released and whatnot. Yeah, so, you know, this could be, you know, this could be her hit single hat trick. There we baby, go. I'm jealous. There we go. Yeah. That's the only time you'll ever hear a Tanjiro hockey Jones reference. And... Yeah. But, you know, it's it's just the my Canadianness coming out. That's fair. Yeah. And we also got Jax Jones and Ora with I Miss You. I found it kind of theatrical. Now that you say it, yeah, kind of, a little bit. Yeah, like, I, I feel like, you know, it's a cool club banger, but it could also be in a musical, too. Yeah, it's kind of got a a little bit of a, a different vibe to it, if you will. Still, like, true to what we've heard from Jax Jones before, but a bit of a different vibe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I think there is some hit potential. I really hope that, you know, it gets... You know, at least to the middle of the way on the charts, but I would love it if like it got even higher, just because it's so so good. Yeah. And again, going back to throwback artists making new stuff, Stevie Nicks, show them the way. Yeah. What did you think of this? Um, I don't know. I new Stevie Nicks just I don't think it's doing it for me. Really? I think I expected I expected a little bit more. I think. I don't know. I thought it was for I thought it was really good actually. Like I've listened to it a few times. It it's a bit longer mm-hmm. than what would be considered a hit, but as a song, it's just so good. And Stevie Nicks didn't have to be this good, but she did anyways. That's fair. That's fair. It's uh yeah. that being said, if you put it put it up against the new ACDC, ACDC is going to win in that situation. I mean, I guess, but still, like, I, I could see that I could see this being kind of a hit just because, you know, who doesn't love Stevie Nicks? That's true. You have to be heartless to not love Stevie Nicks. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so one of the things Tim tasked me with for our music meetings is finding the country music. Um, 
being that I'm now sitting on country music meetings and stuff like that, I know what's coming up and trending. Uh, this one, um, a bit of a problem if you have a hole in the bottle. Well, that problem won't be lasting too long if you drink fast enough. Exactly. Kelsey Ballerini uh, back with this one. And it's it's just a fun song, really. It is. Even when I was in country music on country radio, I always had a soft spot for her stuff. This song is no exception. It's fun. She sounds like she's having a good time. I could actually see this being a really good live track. I think so, too. I think uh, like once, you know, concerts start happening again, that this is one that could get a lot of fun audience interaction as well. Yeah, like either either starting off the concert or like halfway through getting in a lot of that audience banter. You can have a lot of fun with this one. Absolutely. And we have another one from Rascal Flats. Yeah, uh, it's called How They Remember You. And this is, um, I, I guess, their way to go out on a high note because they are retiring after they do their final tour, which was indefinitely postponed because of the pandemic. Uh, but they're retiring. They're getting out of the biz. And this is kind of their way of uh, saying so long, see you later. I would say that it is a high note to leave out on. I I mean, I didn't. It's not my favorite Rascal Flatts song, but I like it. I thought it was pretty good. So I mean, it, it holds up with the rest of their stuff. I mean, we haven't really gotten much new stuff from Rascal Flatts in a while, so. Yeah, well, I remember the last like new new song that they had. It was like, is just a, a final single off of an album that had released like two years before. Yeah, and that was like all the way back in 2014, I think. No, there was uh, there was sooner. Hang on, I think I had it pulled up at one point because I wanted to double check something. Yeah, along I'm, those I'm lines. curious about this too. Um, I believe it was 2018. Let's see here. We got rewind. Uh... Yeah, so there was yours if you want it, and back to us. It was on the back to us album in 2017, and then there was a song called Back to Life. I was released in 2018. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but really, the I think the the last bigger ones were I like the sound of that and Rewind. Or, well, Rewind was a little bit, but then you go back to 2012 even in Banjo. Yeah, I remember all those just being just huge, huge songs. Absolutely. Uh, also, um, Dallas Smith... This is uh, your country CanCon in here, um, teaming up with Hardy for Some Things Never Change. And again, it's kind of one of those fun ones. I kind of hate it, actually. It Yeah, it does that to a guy, I think. But at the same time, it's kind of fun. The main problem that I have with it is Dallas Smith singing Red, White, and Blue. Do you know why? <sighs> he's Canadian. Because he is Canadian. What the hell? That being said, Hardy is not Canadian. I know, but still, he is not the lead artist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they had to make it work somehow, buddy. I get that he's trying to go for more of an American audience, but nationalism is kind of tacky here, especially if it's not for a nation that you're not from. 
<laughs> you find the weirdest things to get annoyed by. I do. I do. <laughs> but yeah, I just it, and it's just it's generic bro country. Should we it, move this on? this kind of country music just doesn't do it for me. Should we just move on to Josh Groban? Yes, yes, please. Let's do that. Before you start getting even more annoyed somehow by Dallas Smith and Hardy. Um, <laughs> this one, uh, The Impossible Dream from Josh Groban. Yeah, and this song, it's 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 a classic, kind of part of the great American songbook. Yeah. I think it was it's from originally from the Medal of La Mancha. It's been done by Frank Sinatra, Andy Williams, Elvis, Christopher Lee apparently, Mm -hmm. when I was looking into this track. Interesting. And now Josh Groban is taking a crack at it. It was, it was all right. You have to be into theater to really appreciate it, though. True. Like, it was, it's more dramatic than other versions of The Impossible Dream, but I think it's a really cool interpretation of this song. It's very on brand for Josh Groban. He really makes it his own. That's fair, yeah, and that's good when uh, you get an artist who can actually do that. They take a song and they make it their own and not just st- uh, stick to what was known as tried and true. Yeah, definitely. So another another album to get excited about later on. For I'm sure. excited to hear what Josh Groban's going to put out towards the end of 2020 if it ends up coming out. Yeah, who knows with how things are going. Yeah. Uh, St. John uh, and Gorgeous. A song that's not Roses. Yeah, and I actually like this one a little bit more than Roses. When it comes to Roses, though, which one was better? Just St. John on his own or the I'm in Beck remix? Uh, I have to say St. John on his own. It's a totally different sound. It is. But I don't know, like... Now that like I've heard more of St. John, I think I think I'm starting to to get what he's trying to go for. And I, I kind of like it now. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I don't know if radio is going to get behind this one. If there's another remix, then maybe because it like the the original version of Roses wasn't going to get very far on its own. Yeah, probably not. But I don't know. I feel like there is a little bit of hit potential. I mean, maybe a couple stations will add it just because of, you know, just because it's St. John. Just for like a follow up to Roses and then it'll spend like six weeks in secondary and then I'll get the boot. Yeah. That's and pretty much we got it. some more CanCon. Ali Gotti, Alicia Cara with Welcome Back. This is... uh yeah, and this, again, because Aligati is the lead artist on it, it sounds much more like a song of his than it does an Alessia Cara song. I think they sound good together, though. They do. It, it, the matchup and the chemistry works well in this song. Yeah, and going like into the song, checking out the lyrics, I thought that this was a, like a really interesting topic to talk about. Like It's, it's like the back on in an off and on relationship. Yeah. I like the positive vibes that are coming back in it, but you can kind of get a bunch of different meanings from the song too. Like, oh, are they going to stay together, or are they just going to like last only a little bit longer? What is actually going on here? So that intrigue it makes it a little more fun to listen to. And that's usually not a theme that you hear about in music. Like, it's either you're hearing the breakup songs or. Like when everything is fantastic, never in the in between. 
Yeah. And the meaning, it all depends on your mood, too. Coheed and Cambria featuring Rick Springfield with Jesse's Girl 2. This was not a song I thought I needed to hear, but I'm so glad that I heard it. Okay, so on last week's uh, Still the Number One, we talked a bit about Rick Springfield, and I'm guessing you went into a Rick Springfield listening spree and somehow came across this. That's exactly what happened, because this song has been out since August. You went down a wormhole. I did. It's, but it, it, that's what happens with me. It's, uh... Yeah, I, I could see what you're saying, though, about I, you didn't know that this is a song you needed to hear. Yeah, I didn't know it was a song I needed to hear either. Yeah. So what do you think? Does it does it at least hold up with the original? Like, obviously, you know, the original, it's 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 always going to be the best. I don't think that this song is trying to outshine it, but it, this is just a fun song in its own right. I like the uh, the follow up to the story that is being told behind this one. Yeah, it's it takes a really interesting twist. Yeah. And the fact that Rick Springfield was in on it, too. He was probably like, ah, I've had nothing go over me since the 80s, so I'm just sitting here collecting royalty checks from Jesse's girl. I might as well do something. Yeah. And then Greta Van Fleet with My Way Soon. I, the more I listened to Greta Van Fleet's earlier stuff, the more I didn't like it. It's like, you know, the whole being derivative of Led Zeppelin. Yeah. But this doesn't sound like Led Zeppelin. Like, I feel like we're finally getting an original sound from Greta Van Fleet, and I'm starting to warm up to them. I'm still a little chapped about the whole Zeppelin thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I... But, you know, even if... So what about it? It's like, what did... Did you at least enjoy this song or no? It was all right in my books. Um, you still can tell that where where they're getting their inspirations from, if you will, which is fine. Every artist has their own. But I think because they've always stuck a little close to Zeppelin, that's where it's coming in with the I'm all right about it kind of thing. Fair enough. And now something else that I never thought I would hear. Portugal the Man featuring Weird Al Yankovic. But Weird Al Yankovic, he is not being Weird Al. He is being Serious Al. Oh my gosh. Okay. So how this uh, came to be, literally, I I got an email. So in radio, if you're subscribed to uh, the music servicing um, websites and whatnot, you get emails with the new music. Literally, I opened up my email, saw Portugal the Man, clicked on it, and I saw that it was with Weird Al Yankovic. I took a screenshot of it and sent it to T- Tim saying, urgent music meeting ad. But then, you know, Scott didn't realize that I was 14 parallel universes ahead of him. And that I had added the song to the playlist 24 hours ago at the time. <laughs> I mean... It was, uh, we were at least firing on all cylinders and thinking alike. <laughs> yeah. This isn't actually Weird Al's first collaboration with Portugal Demand, though. Isn't it? No, he remixed a couple of singles. Okay. Yeah. That is to say, made polka versions. 
but they are legitimate remixes. But it's... I, I don't think I've ever heard Weird Al sing anything serious before. And no, not I when, like not it. when you're used to things like uh, I love Rocky Road and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, but it's so good. Yeah, I uh, I'll give it that. It's actually really good. I I expected far less serious and far more weird Al. Uh, but I'm actually kind of happy that that's not how it went. <laughs> yeah, like. It's it's always cool when an artist will kind of show a different side of them. Like, even if it's, like, not directly on their albums, if it's just a collaboration. But it, it's really funny to me how Portugal the Man, out of all the possible artists, would be the one, the first one to get a featuring Weird Al Yankovic. Right. They must I be like, never would have thought. They must be like buddy-buddy with each other or something like that. Probably. That's that's the only explanation I have as to how that happened. Yeah, but, you know, name recognition aside, I, I kind of feel like it could be maybe not as big as Feel It Still. Because that took, like, it took forever for Portugal the Man to get that hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, you know... I could see it being a, a fan favorite or a, a kind of a secondary hit almost. So out of all the songs that are on the list, which one do you think has the most hit potential? Oh, let's see here. Going all the way back, looking through all this, all these songs, probably Shawn Mendes with Wonder. I mean... All of Shawn Mendes' stuff just flies straight to the top of the charts. Yeah, pretty much. It it it, it doesn't sleep around. Yeah. But that being said, I do hope that Stevie Nicks show them the more show them the way does become somewhat of a hit too, but just because I think it is such a really good song. We shall see how that goes, and we all know that ACDC is just going to get played the crap out of. That's just a given. It 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 just happens with ACDC. Yeah, like it's like they have like the free number one immediate entry pass for music every single time. I still can't believe it's October. I've joked about this a lot in 2020, but I really am still processing stuff that happened weeks ago. I think all of us are just mentally exhausted from all the craziness going on. But there is still something that we can all enjoy. Halloween. Now, just because trick-or-treating might be allowed where you live, doesn't mean I think it's a good idea to do the normal way, but there are still lots of ways that you can adjust and have fun with that. I'm still going to try and dress up a bit, too. And, you know, we can always post our costumes on Instagram. I mean, we were doing that before quarantine anyways, so why not keep doing that? Why not still put on our costumes, still have some fun that way? And this is a great time to try some new traditions, maybe find some new Halloween movies to watch, listen to some scary music, which I'm gonna talk about next week, by the way. We can still social distance and be safe and still have fun. We just gotta do things differently for a while and gonna have to get used to that for a little bit, but it's all these little things that are gonna get us through this. Thanks so much for listening. Subscribe to The Tim Gavin Show wherever you listen to podcasts and rate and review me where you can. And like my podcast on Facebook. Links are in the show notes along with all my sources, 
music credits, and further listening. An additional production for the music meeting provided by Scott Mitchell. I'm Tim Gavin. Talk to you next time.